This is the 10 Minute Law Firm Podcast, brought to you by Rocket Matter. Welcome to the 10 Minute Law Firm Podcast, where we will be discussing all things to make law firms more profitable. I'm your host this week, Lisa Pansini, Creative Manager of Rocket Matter, the leading provider of cloud based legal practice management and time and billing software. We at Rocket Matter recently had quite a scare with Hurricane Irma. We, we really did get lucky and we escaped with no bodily harm or significant damage to anyone's property. However, our headquarters did lose power for about six business days. Here to discuss how Rocket Matter continued business during Hurricane Irma is our CEO, Larry Port. Welcome, Larry. Lisa, it's great to be alive. <laughs> it's, good. it's good to hear your voice. It's good to be back in the office. Oh my gosh, this was quite an experience. And if you've seen the footage from Puerto Rico or from St. Martin or St. Croix or Barbuda or anywhere where this, these hurricanes have gone, you got to realize how lucky we are. I mean, this then was headed right towards us, right up the gut. And, you know, at the kind of like the last minute or maybe like the, the day before we, uh, we avoided this thing and ended up shifting to the poor people on the West Coast. But then even they got spared. So we got pretty lucky overall. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I remember the same thing happened with Hurricane Matthew last year. It was looking like it was heading right for us. You know, little little bobble just took it away. Whew. Anyway, um, you, you yourself, you're somewhat of a pro in dealing with disasters. Is that right? I'm very good at disasters. Yes, I am. So let me tell you, I, I've been through so many ridiculous situations when we were evacuating for this hurricane. Like, here we go again. I mean, my wife and I are looking at each other like, I, can you believe this? We have been through so much stuff. And so uh, we were both living in New York in, on 9-11. And that was my first disaster. So my first disaster was 9-11. I go down to, uh, I was a, a grad student at NYU at the time. I had an early morning linear algebra class. So I'm on the street on Waverly and 6th Avenue, and I see, you know, the second plane hit. I get uptown, you know, we fill the bathtub with water. Uh, we did all, it was, that was my first exposure to things. It was, it, it was absolute insanity, and that was a bad one. That was just absolutely, completely terrifying. There were, you know, we were getting reports falling in of planes, you know, hitting this place and that place, the Pentagon, the field in Pennsylvania. So it was just total uh, total mayhem, as anybody who survived that day can remember. Um, and, you know, we learned what it was like having people like w mass evacuations, people like walking up 8th Avenue and like kind of the thing. So after that, like we knew what to get. We had like uh, water in our place and we, we began to stock up. And then then when we were living in New York, we were there for the power outage in 2003. A lot of people don't even remember the power outage, but that was pretty scary stuff because we had all been through 9-11 and then I was working in Times Square at the time and, you know, Times Square, I was working actually at Morgan Stanley uh, doing trading software and that's the kind of place where power just does not go out. Uh, it was 10 minutes after the close, so it must have been like somewhere in the like 4.10 range p.m. in the afternoon when the power went out and it went out at Morgan Stanley. Wow. And we go into Times Square and Times Square is dark. And let me tell you, seeing Times Square without any light, you know, without any signs on is a very scary thing. Turns out, you know, it was just massive malfunction. It wasn't anything nefarious. But then, you get the point. So that was our second kind of disaster that we were involved in. Then we moved to Florida. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the Sunshine State. The Yay. Sunshine State. We moved in 2004 when there was like never, there hadn't been a hurricane here since Andrew. 
And, you know, my, my wife's parents are like, don't you worry about a thing. We never get hurricanes. It's, you know, a piece of cake. We had two hurricanes that summer and we had an infant. And so the next summer we had was 2005. There was Katrina uh, plowed through here before it went and, and hit New Orleans. So like we've been through a number of disasters. So we're kind of like, know at least personally what to do with it. So right. I don't know I if mean, it makes anybody feel any better. Well, uh, you know, for 9-11, you can't plan for that stuff. But with hurricanes, you know, you're you're staring at the at the news for a week in advance with all the models and the spaghetti models. And wh- when were you first aware that we would have to, you know, contend with Irma here in South Florida as a company, you know? Well, um, it was like, so I guess it was the day after Labor Day. So it was Tuesday after Labor Day. And as you know... Uh, we had been planning for months and months and months for our Atlas Gold release. So it was this massive release. So on the day we get in and are announcing it and trying to coordinate all the press and stuff about this Atlas Gold release, we have a hurricane to deal with. And so instantly we have to snap into that mode. And, you know, hurricanes, you do have advanced warning. Terrorist attacks, obviously, if it affects you, there's nothing you can really do then. But there are steps that you can take just to make sure that you're prepared. I mean, you should always have like, you know, if you're living in a major city, you probably know to have like water with you and you probably know that you should have some essential goods and first aid kits and so on and so forth. Um, You know, and companies too need to think about having redundant data centers or at least storing their data in the cloud. So if something happens to their actual servers, then they can go and and do something about it. But yeah, we found out on Tuesday and we had to just, and, and the storm ended up hitting not for a whole nother week, but on Tuesday, it was already like cat four, cat five strength. Um, we were staring down the barrel at it, and um, that's when people started to spring into action. We were actually a little bit early on that. Maybe it's just maybe the disaster-prone nature of myself, but something my spidey sense told me to start getting ready for this thing. And Tuesday night, we already had booked a place for me to go um, to manage the company remotely and a place for a team of evacuees to go that was going to be kind of remote and out of the way for a team of rocket matter people to go uh, as well. Um, so, so Tuesday, we already put some plans in place. Nice. Did you have anything else as far as, you know, setting up, uh, you know, the business continuity for the company other than just making sure that key people were relocated? Well, what we did on Wednesday was because gas started to become scarce. Uh, what happens in these kind of situations is that everybody needs to fill up their car because if you're without power for a while after a storm or situation like that, you need to be able to drive. Also, a lot of people fill up like tons of tanks of gas for their generators. So gas is very hard to come by in that situation. So what we decided to do was starting Wednesday before the storm, we decided to let people work remote so they could get the hurricane shutters in place. Uh, prep for the storm, conserve any gasoline that they were able to get. It was already hard to get gas at that point. And so uh, instantly we had that. So what we did is we started notifying everybody, made sure that everybody had the up-to-date lists of telephone numbers for everybody on staff. And that was what we started doing on Wednesday. Um, So uh, going into the weekend, the plan was to stay online as long as possible and to notify your manager in case you, you know, as soon as you, as soon as the storm passed, we wanted like kind of like heartbeats at least from our people just to make sure that everybody was in a, a safe place. We had a bunch of people remote. Um, and, you know, even South Florida is a very wide geographic location and people in Rocket Matter live in a lot of different places. So um, the odds were that a bunch of people would get online if a bunch of other people were knocked out. Plus, we had the people remote that we were able to uh, rely on as well. The people that we dispatched to Pensacola, which was outside of the cone of danger. Right. 
Um, so did you happen to face any challenges in the aftermath? I mean, I, I remember being there. I, you know, it, it, was, it was great still having communication with, with the team, but do you feel that there were any challenges afterwards? Yeah, there were definitely challenges afterwards. First of all, our building lost power during the storm. And it was, it, the storm happened on Monday, well, Sunday night, Monday. And we did not get powered back until the following Monday. So you're talking a full, and, and Monday in the evening, people were able to first come back on Tuesday morning. So um, we were first able to like resume work um, all together in one place a week later. So it's very working remote is great to some extent and and we were able to function as a team and we had all the people in the places that we need we had engineers and we had people all over the place and some people also evacuated on their own and were able to rem work from as far away from Paris somebody went to Los Angeles somebody went to Wisconsin bunch of people in Georgia and North Carolina so we had all these people spread out all over the place but it was, you know, we're used to working on uh, Slack. We're used to working with Rocket Matter. We're used to working with cloud-based tools that allow us to communicate with each other. So in some ways, we were like perfectly set up for this. But it still felt like we were kind of like your, your feet were in like tar or you were in molasses. It just felt very slow moving because we just weren't all together. So we tried to cluster people in different locations as best we could in the aftermath of the storm. Even though the, the, the building had lost its power... Uh, our, our landlord gave us temporary office space that housed about seven people. I had a group of people working out of my house, um, which still had my, my house is kind of attached to a grid that has a fire station. So we really are well protected where I am. And so I had people working out of my house for a little bit of time. So we did what we could to get people together to get that like in person communication factor. But work went forward. We were able to handle all of our customer uh, support requests, and and thank God the engineers did such a good job. We had just released Atlas Gold. That is that was such a major release, you know, thousands of lines of code, so much testing. But they had tested it so exhaustively that the customers weren't finding problems with it. But if we had had a buggy release, and this hurricane, and everybody remote, that would have been a real recipe for disaster. Yeah, and um, I don't know if a lot of people who are listening to this podcast. Just so you know. Hurricane season runs from June 1st to November 30th, so we're not out of it yet. Larry, if there, if this happens again, I mean, you know, I hope that it doesn't. But I hope it doesn't what either. Would, what would you do differently next time? Yeah, I would do a couple things differently next time. I mean, the you know, one thing, just certain things were like, okay, let's get those guys up to Pensacola. We dispatched a team of four people up there, and I think that was fine. Um, it was very difficult. You know, they were very crabby about the drive up there. Um, I love those guys, and rightly so, because to get to Pensacola, which would normally be like maybe a, you know, like eight-hour drive, seven-hour drive, is in this circumstance, it was like 15, 20 hours. It was awful for them. It was awful for anybody who had to evacuate. Um, so it, it's really hard to say, could we have gotten them there any early, earlier? I think the next time, instead of having people fly or instead of having people drive places, we would have them fly to a remote location, and we're going to have we're, – what we're going to do next time is – establish a remote base. We're trying to identify where that will be, whether it's in North Carolina or Western Massachusetts or wherever that is, that we can just send people there as soon as we get wind of a storm. So that's one thing. Um, the other thing I think uh, we need to make sure that we do uh, going forward is, you know, assign like leadership to those certain situations. Um, before it was just like, you know, for this certain situations, we just sent pe people up there. So 
I think when you dispatch a remote team, you just got to make sure that there's certain leadership, somebody in charge of that team um, that that is, you know, the the in the first in the chain of command there. So I think that would help, too. We did a lot of things right. Um, so, you know, I, I think a couple of tweaks, just making sure ex to, that we know exactly where we're going to go, how many people are going to dispatch, who's in charge of that team um, would go a long way. Um, and I do have some pieces of advice for uh, people who are looking to put together a business continuity plan or Great. thinking about it. Let's hear it. All right. So number one, have a business continuity plan. Have an idea of what you're going to do. Because, you know, if it's not, if it's not hurricanes or earthquakes or, or fires or uh, whatever it is, you, you have Kim Jong-un now. So there's all sorts of crazy stuff to worry about these days. So just make sure your business can continue. You know, all sorts of weird things. Were ha it's just a weird world right now, and you just have to be ready for it. So know what you need to do. Um, personally know what you need to do, for sure. Make sure your friends and family and your, everybody, your own person uh, is in good shape for these kind of situations. And then you can go to the higher level, your business functions. But you know, make sure that your data is ideally in multiple locations. That's why, you know, we have a cloud-based product, but a cloud-based product is incredible for this situation. Uh, some of the first people to adopt Rocket Matter were the people that survived Katrina. You know, New Orleans attorneys were some of the first adopters of Rocket Matter and people going paperless. So, you know, having stuff where you can access things through a browser, just going to a different place. If, you're, if all your stuff is on a local server, you got problems. That is just not a good situation to be in. So I would make sure you know that. Make sure that you have lists of everybody's up-to-date contact information. Make sure that everybody has all that contact information. Make sure you know what the flow of control is in case you do get dispersed and when they're supposed to check in. So, you know, having communication protocols, having uh, redundant data backed up online so you can access it from different locations, knowing where you're going to go, all those things are very fundamental in in terms of business continuity and let me tell you folks you know in disaster situations and i've been through a couple of them you know there's certain things that you may have a hard time getting one of them is water one of them is gas and the second one is gas so make sure that you you know in these kind of seasons everything's topped off that you have a stash available for yourself and that you know what you're doing um Great article in the New York Times this past weekend about um, everything that you uh, need to do. And I know we're running long on the 10-minute law firm podcast, but there was a, it was funny because like what used to be the domain of survivalists is now kind of mainstream. So they were like talking about like, you know, what you need to have with you. And I will say this, I evacuated, I emptied my pockets. We stayed at my brother-in-law's house the first night on our way up to Georgia. And I emptied my, emptied my pockets. I have a knife. I have a roll of cash. I have an untraceable uh, burner phone. <laughs> I look like an assassin. So anyhow, that's kind of how we got through Hurricane Irma, and I hope our experience can help others. All right, excellent. Uh, we are out of time, but if you'd like, you can get your own disaster recovery started by moving to the cloud if you're not already there. Check out rocketmatter.com for all sorts of great information about running your law firm. And when you want to run the best software for your law firm, just click the free trial button. We'll see you next time on the 10-Minute Law Firm podcast. Larry, thank you so much for joining us once again. Thank you, Lisa. This is the 10-Minute Law Firm podcast. Be sure to subscribe and don't forget to rate and review so we can keep bringing you awesome content. Wow.